Gang. Hope you're having a fantastic day out there. We got some some great company today. Second episode with the bro, J-Rob. What's up, Jake? What's up? You had to have me back again, of course. I did. I mean, it was one of the most popular episodes as of date. and uh, Period. So, I mean, we have so much more to talk about, too. Oh, of course. So. I mean, the people just want to hear me speak. <laughs> yes. And I will speak Fan forth. favorite. I'm a fan, <laughs> a fan favorite, some would say, I yeah. guess. Uh, can you tell the people who also we're next to? Oh, we're also joined in the studio today <laughs> with our dog growing up, Kobe. He's a sweetheart. Coaster. And then my new baby that I just got with my partner, his name is Charlie. He's like a literally only six months old, cutest little thing, so energetic. <laughs> what do you like about Charlie? Uh, I mean, he's adorable. He literally looks like a like a teddy bear. Mm-hmm. He has grown quite a bit since I saw him last too. I yes, he realized has. he was gonna grow that fast. I know he's definitely underestimated. Grown quite a few pounds, and his hair has grown a lot too. He's gonna need to cut soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just running around, having fun and whatnot. Got a lot of a lot of energy. I mean, it's a puppy, you know. Yeah, and so. he really bothers Kobe, our home dog. Mm-hmm. Kobe can't stand him. He's an old dog now. Yeah, he is a, li- a little old. He's more <laughs> more tame. When he when he was younger, he was kind of like Charlie. A, yeah, a bit uh, more like all wild and everywhere and playing with him and whatnot. Like I'd be playing with Kobe nowadays with the toy or whatnot mm-hmm. for a couple, like maybe a minute, and then he's just dead. He's just like yeah. on the couch, like yo. I wish don't that's fuck what with it was me, like fam. With Charlie. <laughs> yeah, puppies have a completely different set of energy than like. Older dogs, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. So what made you get a dog? What was the... the? I mean, ov- obviously, we you know love dogs and whatnot, but what was, yes, like, the thing? Well, obviously, it was my partner, Derek, mostly. He, he's really been wanting a dog. Mm. So, And he took a lot of the responsibility with it. We were able to get him at an amazing price we saw from somewhere. So we thought, why not pick him up? Because we knew that eventually... We'd want to be getting a dog anyway when we go move out and have a place of our own. So we thought might as well as get him while we could and start training him. Well, I, I like Charlie. He's cool. Well, I hope you like him. I'm excited to see him him grow and see how big is he supposed to get? Uh, he should only get as big as Kobe, so like 20 pounds. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't so know too much. if he was going to get like that much bigger. but No, but... I mean, it should be about Kobe. Yeah. Why Why a cat? Um, why not a cat and a, a dog instead? Oh, probably because I don't know, dogs are just right off the bat, you know, just like, so extremely affectionate. And you just really, I feel like initially, at least for Derek and I, we gravitated towards getting a dog, you know? Mm-hmm. That just seemed like something we would definitely, you know, want as opposed to... Derek doesn't really have very much experience with cats, and I personally have never owned a cat. I've only yeah, ever really, yeah. you know, met cats through friends kind of things, which I would love to own a cat too someday, but oh, yeah. that would probably be sometime in the future then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've honestly th- thought about owning a cat more than a dog as of late just because of how how more easy it is to own, own a cat while still... Having a job and friends and traveling and and everything we have to do at at this young age and and life to to pursue and fulfillment 
and stuff and not be just home all day taking care of a dog which which is uh the thing the thing with the dog they give require take. more attention more yeah they do require more attention and like a lot of the times you have to put them in cages you got to let them outside cats they'll do their potty you know in their litter box so there's lots of things like that that make them easier to be pets but that doesn't mean that they necessarily need any less attention than dogs do. You really? I would say so. I mean, obviously, there is a difference in a way. I mean, you you could leave, like, a cat at your house for, like, a week, and it would be fine when you come back. Obviously, leaving it with proper food and cat litter or whatever else. I don't know. I've never had an actual cat before. I've just... Had friends that yeah. had cats. Well, that's like if it's a good cat, but it's just not really like, it's still not great for them to be like left alone for long periods of time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not not crazy long, but without being like checked on kind of stuff. Uh huh. And also, especially with their litter box, their litter box will fill up, and does need to be cleaned. Mm. Yeah, that's something to think about. But but cats are a great choice for animals, especially because they are less of a commitment than a dog. Yeah, I've always loved cats in my friend's house. Like, shout out Ethan, Epping. He's always been a, a cat guy, and uh, coming over to his house, always playing with his cats and stuff, it was always so fun to me. And uh, yeah, that was just a, a great time growing up with those cats around. And he he has a cat now, his own. His, yeah, his own at the at the apartment. Mookie. He's really close with it. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool, um, and like, yeah, it's just not something you have to take care of all the time. But, but moving on to that, how have you been as of late? Um, the last last podcast was over over ten weeks now, so mm-hmm. yes, it's that was the it's, fall. Co- it's cold outside and everything, and holiday season. Happy happy holidays, everybody! I hope you're having a great time yes. wherever you are. Maybe back at home, maybe still uh, out, not at home, uh, not spending time with family, with family, with friends, on vacation, whatever it may be. Wherever you are listening to this, I'm grateful and hope you're having a great time. Yeah, I'm really excited for the holidays to come. I'm sure we do a lot of fun stuff around here. Oh, yeah? Like what? (laughs) Well, we've got a party that we've done since we were young. Yeah, yeah, Christmas Eve party. That's that'll be great. Yeah, yeah, that's a classic for many families. Yes, for sure. So that's always a good time to see all families and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then on Christmas, of course, we go and see our grandparents who live in Cleveland, and that's always nice to see them. And I mean, who doesn't like to open gifts? <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yes. It's a consumer holiday now. It truly is. Capitalism really popped off with this one. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Yeah. But, well, yeah, what do you like about the holidays? What was, what's been your f- favorite memories in the holidays? Oh, that's hard to say. I mean, probably even, I mean, just like our Christmas Eve party. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, especially growing up, that's always been like very much a staple for our family. And it's been like an amazing time every year just like getting to meet the family because a lot of them we don't get to see, you know, until Christmas Eve. So it's kind of like catching up and, you know, we just have a good time. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite parts is just seeing seeing family every year, just catching up with one another. 
sometimes a, a lot of stuff happens in between the year and sometimes just like not much but especially as of late like the past two three years or so just us growing so much older going to college having so much life experience when we come back now it's like a lot of our family doesn't even recognize us they're like who the fuck are you we have to make a whole new connection with a lot of the people yeah like last year some of the people were looking at me how i just uh sprouted a bit more and uh, just looked different had some facial hair as well and they're like who the fuck are you bro (laughs) person yeah and then they they like reintroduce themselves and whatnot and especially this year i know it'll be a big thing as well because a lot has changed for me in the past year i I look very different act somewhat different um just a crazy crazy year that 2022 has been and uh full of growth especially for for me and whatnot (laughs) what's uh what's been your favorite memory of the year for you my favorite memory of the year yeah that's Oh, actually, that's pretty easy to say. It would absolutely be when I went to go see Charlie XX in concert with my best friend in Pittsburgh. Mm. That was life-changing. Best concert I've ever been to. Just uh, my favorite artist ever. So, I mean, it was right off the bat going to be amazing. I mean, we stayed up. We got a spot. We staked out there for like six hours just to make sure we could get front row at the barricades mm-hmm. so that was just a once in a lifetime experience kind of thing that's cool that's cool my favorite memory i just got back as you know jacob but some people already know as well probably is i just got back from germany oh yeah that was that was the sleigh yeah <laughs> yeah big big sleigh that was a, yeah the big snowy sleigh <laughs> yeah lots yeah. of beer lots of snow um <laughs> <laughs> Things that are important to German people. Go. List five. Beer. Beer. Mm-hmm. Public transportation. Okay, cute. Um, bars. And uh, I don't know, I'm blanking. As you could, as you Four could tell, good enough. <laughs> as you as you could tell, it was a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, okay, five the cri- of Christmas markets, Christmas markets, Christmas markets. Yeah. Oh yes, they do love Christmas. I hear. Yeah, in every city there was a huge Christmas market with shops of of food and uh, little trinkets mm-hmm. and collectibles and drinks and just Did you get anything. A lot of festivities. I got I got some things. I got some mugs. I got some some little collectibles wow um, i would hope so yeah yeah i yeah. mean you went all the way to germany i would hope you get some trinkets <laughs> yeah of course but no germany was like an eye-opening experience for me i mean i've been preparing it now for a couple months with this class i've been taking like two days out of the week and just learning about the culture but when we were there I mean, I'd learn so much more than you could teach in any class, really. Absolutely. Just observing. Yeah, and I I love people watching, too. It's just so interesting to see how, how people interact with one another, how people look, how a culture is in another part of the world. And this is my first time ever traveling outside of the world as well, outside of the U.S., I should say, <laughs> not outside of the world. Um, so that was just a once-in-a-lifetime experience and really divine timing and uh 
with everything in, in my life right now because we are, you know, heritage is, is German mostly. Probably yes. around 50, 60% of our heritage is German as well as just this time in my life, 21 years old, never been out of the country before, and this is my first time. I think it was really just uh, perfect timing for me to to see more of the world, to expand in that front, and hopefully live outside of the country within the next, I don't know, five years or so. It's definitely my, my goal. That was even my goal before, and uh, going there has definitely solidified that Solidified that in, in a lot of aspects. Um, there's so many similarities, but then like tiny, tiny little differences that make the culture and uh, the people feel the different. people and the politics and how you get around um, just so many little things that add up um, that I want to explore more of in the world of course it was just you know Germany but a lot of places is, are similar to that in Europe like uh, England or uh, Spain or uh, whatever else so I, yeah I, I love traveling and I just want to go more and more so yeah, that's a great plan, I think. I mean, would you rather go to Germany or America? What do you mean? Like, would you rather live in Germany or America? I mean, I live, I've lived in America my whole life, and I am going to live in America at least for probably another year. So, I mean, I don't, like, hate America by any means, but I just want to have more life experiences and put myself in uncomfortable positions and... Uh, meet new people branch all out. all around. Yeah, just branch out in in all aspects. And I feel like when you when you do that, you're gonna learn way more about not only yourself but the world around you. And that's the biggest thing. Everything all is about perspective, right? And how can you say you have a broad perspective in life if you haven't traveled and seen and experienced and spoken to other? parts of the world you know that's just a huge huge aspect that you can't can't leave out if you just live in one city your whole entire life you're not truly you know broadening your scope yeah exactly yeah i mean there's definitely a lot of parts of the united states i love to live in in the future as well such as a new york city new york city or um cincinnati has been great as well possibly somewhere down south in in florida or Atlanta, Charlotte, um, even West Coast in the state of Arizona, California, something like that. Um, but you know, I'm I'm open to so many things, and I know you are too, because you're wanting to be a traveling nurse. So, do you think America is gonna be your whole entire life? Do you see yourself living outside of America? Well, uh, it's a little tricky because I mean, obviously. The scope of nursing, at least my degree, you know, it goes only as far as America, really. Mm. So, and in most cases, I can travel around America, but it's going to be a little bit more difficult for me to nurse in different countries. Mm -hmm. Could you get a separate certification, or would you have to go to another? I would have to go through some other kind of class to get like a nursing certification in a whole different country. Yeah. But, but you would be ahead of the game in some way, or would you have to just relearn everything? Uh, I'm not entirely sure about that. I mean, obviously, I would know what I know. Yeah. And that would obviously make everything easier, but I'm not sure as to if I would have to do less work, more work, just to, like, 
get the nursing degree in different countries. I'm not entirely sure about that, but I've mostly looked into travel nursing around the USA because, I mean, there are just so many different parts of America that really you can feel like you're in a different country. Yeah, yeah. Like, just by the different spots in America, there's you can get a little taste of everything here, really. Mm-hmm. Which is one thing I've always really liked about the place. So I definitely plan on traveling around here for most of my life. But, I mean, I would love to prioritize going out of the country for vacations in the future. Yeah, definitely. Where do you want to go? Well, one of mine is I definitely really want to go back to... Japan. I went there when I was 15 with a friend, and that was also another great life-changing experience, just getting to see everything there. I mean, Japan's just amazing. Like, you just got to see it firsthand kind of thing. They just have everything on a different level. So I would obviously want to go back there sometime. But besides there, I would love to go just somewhere tropical, honestly. Some, some, like, island or something. Maybe the Mm. Dominican Republic or something. I really want to go to like South America, like mm-hmm. Brazil or Chile, Peru, somewhere uh somewhere in the Amazon, definitely. It's always been a dream of mine to go to the Amazon. That would be very cool. Dangerous though, right? Uh parts, yeah. I mean it's a huge, huge forest, you know, and there's so it's much of it lost. that's not even excavated Exp- really yeah. or been explored, which is crazy. Um, Who knows what's in there? Yeah, really. I mean, they find new ancient ruins in the Amazon all the time that they never knew were there. And then we keep um, moving the date back of advanced civilizations more and more. Which is so so interesting to me. Big history buff. Speaking of history, moving on to a different kind of history, really the history of of you and your, your childhood. I just realized a little while after we recorded the first podcast, we didn't even really talk about uh, you growing up being being gay in society. And I feel like that, I mean, it's obviously such a big part of who makes you you and, and special in so many aspects. Yeah. And Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I mean, being gay obviously just shapes even the way that the world will look at you. So it shapes you know, your life experiences in a way, then you feel a lot more bonded to a certain set of people opposed to different people kind of thing. And, you know, you know, certain people are always going to have certain, you know, notions about you. But I feel like being gay, you know, in, in the public eye gives you a lot of the strength to push through all the criticism and, like, negativity towards you because at the end of the day i'm just loving who i want to love yeah you know do you think this is the best time ever to be gay in the public well i mean it's definitely not the worst i mean i would rather be gay now than like in the 1800s yeah yeah so so it's probably the best time ever yeah i mean up to this current I guess you would say that, yeah, yeah. Uh I mean, obviously, I would say we have some ways to go, especially here in America. Mm -hmm. But I think we might be down the right path. Mm. Just in, you know, equality and everything like that. At least for the gays in Mm -hmm. my community. But they are still facing pushback, you know, with trans rights 
which is really hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. Growing up, was there people bullying you for being gay? Uh, here and there, I would say always. There's some people. I mean, I had a classmate that would tell me I was going to hell like every other day. Really? Yeah, but I mean, you don't let that were get they, to your head. Were they like super Christian or something? Yeah, they were. They yeah. were pretty Christian. They went to mm. church like every Sunday. But mm. I mean, they were a really bad person though. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> not a really good Christian, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when did you know that that you were gay? I know we've talked about this before, but mm, yes, yes. Well, I, I mean. I feel like it kind of came slowly, for sure. I've had girlfriends, like, all throughout middle school. Well, actually, before middle school, like, elementary school, I had a girlfriend or two, a mm-hmm. little player. Uh, even in sixth grade, I had a girlfriend up till sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And that's when I finally realized that it wasn't really working out for me. And I kind of wanted to get into something else, something a little bit more risque. <laughs> so... Do you think you were born gay or you evolved to being gay? Well, I do believe people have a well, certain people have a genetic disposition mm-hmm. to, you know, become a part of the LGBTQ community like opposed to other people. Yeah. You know, and obviously I think there's certain factors in life that can play into it, but for the most part I think most people are born gay. Gay or straight kind of thing. Mm. It's definitely not something anyone chooses, you know, because mm-hmm. th- that's definitely never a question. Do you think it's it's like an evolving thing that there's people out there who can be straight growing up and then all of a sudden they just are like, yeah, I'm I'm gay now or I want to be trans or whatnot? Well, I don't I'm not entirely sure, but I'm. No, there are a lot of environmental factors that can go into things like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I'm certainly knowledgeable enough on that to say anything quite about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you think there's, like, a, a cultural push to being gay? Like, I know we said today is the... Is the best time. Stop putting the mic in Kobe's face. He wants to speak. <laughs> speak, Kobe. Speak. What do you got to say? Kobe. <laughs> He's not doing anything. He just wants to smell it. <laughs> Where was I? Uh, so we were saying that today is obviously the best time to be a gay person in history. It's the most like publicly accepted. Acceptable, yeah. Yeah. But then it can also get to maybe extremes where people are pushing gay people on on or gayness on other people to the the point where they want you to be overly overtly sexual sexualized well it's gotten to a point where you know as being gay has become more acceptable it's also still a minority and the people see that as a minority and see oh that's different that's that's quirky, you know. That's something I can steal their culture from. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost been it's almost been like a trend. Like it's it's the new trend to come out to as be gay. gay. Yeah, and then you get so much support, and they're like, "Oh, like you must have been through so much and whatnot," and you just get support from 
from gays and girls and guy and guys alike and and everybody and uh yeah it's just um you know i always say on this podcast like when when things can things are always in a spectrum everything life in life is a spectrum and can get to extreme circumstances like one example that comes to my mind is Lil Nas X Lil Nas X what about him so obviously Old Town Road comes out or whatever he's not publicly gay yet to the to the public Mm -hmm. and then shortly after he comes out to being gay and then after that in all of his photos and videos and everything, he's just more and more outwardly gay, you know? And uh, I heard some video of a uh, music video director that was on the set of of one of his music videos. <laughs> the dogs are going crazy, bro. <laughs> stop them. I don't know how to stop them. <laughs> stop them. Okay. <laughs> so Lil Nas X had a, a director at his video and I guess there was some people saying to make it more and more sexual like they wanted more gayness out of him and he supposedly said that he was uncomfortable with this and he's like I've had enough of this like I don't I don't want to do this anymore and it's it's like that's pretty interesting I've never heard that before really yeah but I don't not doubt it. I mean, maybe that's not the initial vibe that he was trying to give off with his music. And, you know, his production team sees that being gay is becoming more of a trend. So they want to capitalize on that in any way possible. Yeah, it definitely seems like that. I mean, I'm not saying that he's not gay. He very well... He definitely is gay, probably. Yeah, I, I, I think he's probably gay. I mean, I wouldn't think people would really say that unless that's just kind of the thing like some do you think some people say they're gay just for attention we're talking about how like it's a trend and whatnot to be gay and like they people would take from gay culture and 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 whatnot and that's like a a trendy thing to do yeah exactly i mean that's it's super popular i mean that's the whole concept of like queer baiting everybody wants you to think that they're gay you know they'll do all these little gay things like haha i'm gay but then at the end of the day they'll be like oh no i'm not you know what i mean so they want to they want to act like they're part of the community but they don't actually want to like show up and be in the community Mm -hmm. yeah only they only want the the good stuff they only want the Uh benefits of being in the community and being funny and all that kind of stuff yeah but in Lil Nas X's scenario it's obviously the the producers the ter- directors see the the culture of of being gay now and how you know being sexualized in in that way is is so promoted and positive in in the media and they know that's going to get extra views and extra clicks and so that's what they they try to make him do so basically they're trying to make him be someone he's really not even if he is gay, maybe he's not overtly sexually mm-hmm. gay like and that. And he's not wanting to make sexual music, is what you're saying. Um, I mean, maybe he wants to make sexual music, but maybe not just to the point where it's everything. And maybe there he has some boundaries that he's been uh, forced to go past because of 
the trendiness of everything and knowing that he's going to get more media attention because of this. And this could be the same with guys and girls as well. And Oh, totally. In that aspect, say they're on a a girl is on a, a music video and she's forced to be overly yeah, sexual. She's yeah. o- forced to be overtly sexual even though she maybe not is comfortable with that. That's, that's not yeah, her brand. Yeah. yeah, that's not her brand. That's not what she wants to bring off. Like maybe she wants to promote uh how good of a, a rapper she is or how good of a singer she is instead of her body, you know. That's well that's I think a lot of artists is that Sex is huge right now, especially in music, I feel like, because yeah. everybody wants to talk about it, and mm-hmm. it sells, you know, people, sex appeal. Yeah. I feel like we have, I don't know, it's, it's hard to say just because I've never lived that far in the past, but it's definitely accentuated, at least with the internet and whatnot, but I feel like we have a the most lustiest time that we're living in today. Yes, I know. Very, what you mean. very lusty. I mean, you go on on basically any social media app, you're gonna see some people thirsting over other people. Yeah, people thirsting over other people. Pictures of extremely beautiful women and and men that are just uh, very, very overly sexualized and um, just trying mm-hmm. like thirst traps. You know? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. never have people ever been paid as much as they are now and in such mass quantities for literal like sexual content i mean only fans has become humongous and that's basically just all for sexual pictures and videos yeah yeah i mean the porn industry is is you know bigger than it's it's ever been and and even like so from trying to look from a, a female perspective you know, maybe uh, some pe- maybe some f- girls out there would say they're just capitalizing off the quote patriarchy, and they're they're capitalizing on the way that society has been, and they know that they're gonna get clicks and views, and they can get money and capitalize off their their body and be overly sexualized to make that bag to get those followers to have that influence whatever it may be but is that right just because that's the way it is you know what i mean it's like like for example a lot of the the female rappers that you listen to are amazing amazing rappers like the flow the cadences and like wordplay and bars like is great like like amazing stuff but then at the same time it's all in my opinion, very overly sexualized, where basically almost every other line is about her pussy. And of course, you know, guys can be overly sexual as well, but I just don't see it to the extent of maybe a lot of the the female female rappers, at least that I I hear, like, you listening to. And then, of course, you'd see their, like, IG page or their music videos or whatever, and it's it's all, all just stripper music, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know what you mean by that, but I don't know. I think it, I think it does, you know, change a little bit from case to case because I do know certain artists that I listen to like that do enjoy making music like that. You know, some people yeah, find yeah. it a very empowering and a very, you know, not shameful thing to talk about, and they don't have any problem, you know, talking and having fun, you know, 
singing about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it really does change from case to case. It can be harder to make and succeed in music when there's no sex appeal that's being given off too, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, sex, drugs, and money make the world go round. Especially Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it it has always kind of been this way, even back from... Uh, the times of Marilyn Monroe and in Hollywood and her being overly sexualized and looked at as an item instead of a person. It's all very a little corrupt, at least. Yes. Yeah. The industry isn't for the faint of heart. Yeah. You know, even though she was a very smart woman and and uh, good at, at business, I heard and uh, a talented actor. You know, men just look at her for. For her body. Exactly. And, uh... Her icon status. Yeah. And, uh... It's very unfortunate, and people still shame on her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... And I think maybe more today so than ever, too, it's... It's a... A loss of, of morals in that sense. Like, for someone who is, uh... At least trying to be devoutly, uh... Religious, like, a uh, Christian or or whatnot, you know, lust is a topic discussed a lot in the Bible and other religious uh, speakings. It's try not, it's basically lust is a sin, and to lust over over other people in that way should, you know, tr- you try not to do that for the most part. But isn't you know? that unrealistic? You, one could say that, yeah. I mean, to, not, to live a life without lust. Yeah, but don't, don't you think that overly lusting over a person or a group of people is could be unhealthy unhealthy yes, or inhibit your your life and your goals and and whatnot i mean you know i'm I'm all for you know empowering women and men sexually to a, a certain extent but if it's if it's all you're doing then of course you know that's going to take your life one of people's biggest addictions today is sex or porn you know, that's like the biggest one of the biggest addictions today it's you know the most powerful too it's so it's so chemically intertwined with us to to be reproducing animals you know we are still animals so that's just something i think about today is if maybe we're more of a religious society that that would be frowned upon more cuz like you know, back like back in the day, I was just watching this uh, this Elvis documentary, right? And I think it was in the '60s, in the '60s or late '50s, where Elvis was making music, right? And he goes on the stage and he's like moving his hips. Mm-hmm. He's just moving his hips to his, who his music, you know. And the girls are going crazy. The girls, the girls are going crazy. Yeah. And then the like politicians and mayors and governors in, in the back of the room and are like, "This can't happen." Like this, he's crazy. Like, he's, he's crazy. He's making he's making these girls go crazy. Like all all this lust is just is just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like this can't happen type thing. And they literally were trying to put. Elvis in jail for moving his hips to Public his music. Decency. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy how far we've came. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing is that music has changed like s- drastically, like so much within the past twenty years. Even yeah, it's, it's almost insane. not even recognizable. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, well, especially the popular music. I mean, popular music now compared to, like, back then is completely different. Now you see rap everywhere, you know, overly sexualized music, you know, kind of like harder basses kind of stuff. Instead, back in the past, there was a lot more disco, a lot more slower stuff, too, even farther back. Mm-hmm. So music has come a long way, especially even with the introduction of PCs and computer music. Speaking of computer music, have you heard of Chat GPT? Chat GPT? Yeah. No, I don't, don't believe I've ever heard of it. Really? Um, well, it's basically an AI machine mm-hmm. on the on the internet and uh, you can ask it just about anything and it'll give you some type of response you can ask it um you know how old is the earth it'll give you a response it's like it works like google in that way so is it fake but it's also conversational um and also you could ask it like write me a paragraph about to kill a mockingbird like you were writing a, an essay and that's and what everybody's doing with their photos right now. They're AI generating them. So it's basically yeah, just yeah, an yeah. AI generator. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's an AI generator. So it's basically a machine learning smart machine that learns from its past and also has access to the whole internet. And uh, that's crazy to me, especially in the case of music. Um, some people were using it in the case where they say, write me a song like drake about x y and z and it'll write a full song you know rhyming yeah and in the style of of drake Drake or any you can put any artist in there you know and it would be in that style you know it just crazy with that and with the ai art too it's it's very crazy i mean of course you right now you had to put a prompt in like okay give me this this and this but then you know it with the art and the and the future of art, it's like to the people who actually create everything from scratch, it's like does it devalue that? I think no, honestly, because no. I think there is at the same time something that a human can do that an AI and a computer could never do. And mm. that's make an actual piece of art. I mean, we we just said that AI can generate art that's can pass off as it looks like it could be done by a human and some of them are also maybe could not even be made yeah, by a human as well art. it's not art well it's not like um at physical art it can't be put on a canvas or anything like that yeah it could it well could i suppose you're screen right. printed on there uh you know in a physical form it could be 3d printed or something like a sculpture. Yeah, I guess that's a hard discussion. Then also, I feel like, I mean, even nowadays, I think you pay a lot for the person's work, the person that did it. A lot of people have their own style of art, you know. Yeah. That's more specific, and you can get exactly what you want from certain artists. Yeah. Compared to like an AI generator, is obviously you can set certain boundaries, but you're still gonna get something that's somewhat kind of random like a rant as random as your specific things can get yeah yeah like you said there is boundaries that you can put and you could say in the style of da vinci make this art piece you know so there's a lot of 
lot of implications to that, and I'll definitely be talking more about this with with other people and on future podcasts. And yeah, have you ever have you explored cases. it yet at all? I've tried it a bit. It's only literally a couple weeks old now, mm-hmm. um, so it's still very new, and the technologies are getting smarter and smarter, faster and faster. And there's already other AIs that are not ChatGPT that it can be used for other other use cases and whatnot. And um, you know, it's scary, but it's also powerful and uh, can basically replace a lot of things that humans don't necessarily like to do. Like, for example, some people may not like writing an essay. You know, they think it's pointless and they they dread doing so. Mm-hmm. And then so you can just have an AI write it for you. But then that would be marked for plagiarism. See, that's a thing. Uh, Don't you th- Do you think that if you turn in a paper that was completely AI generated that... So I think I think there is some tools that can decipher whether it's original through an AI or, or through an AI. Um, but, you know, the way around that would be just replace some of the words, mix some of the sentences around. And, you know, you could you could pass past that. Um, but also like chat GPT, it's different for every person. So if I say, write me a summary of the first Hunger Hunger Games book, and you said the, the same exact thing, we would get slightly different answers mm-hmm. because it's unique. It's unique to every stuff. person. Yeah, it's yeah, it would be slightly different. So yeah, like I said, you know, there's just ways around around this. But um, they just do still use different programs through the internet, and they'll. S- I think well because the thing is, teachers use a source to make sure that whether or not things are plagiarized and they can see when they like run your a paper through their generator if any like what exactly what scholarly articles are used no no yeah that's the thing it literally sources too like there's some of them that can i think uh one is cactus cactus something uh there's a cactus ai one that is meant for schools and it's i think it's actually backed by universities like it's literally backed by public universities. At least it says so on the website. That's crazy. And it's for specifically writing papers. It gives you in-text citations and cites actual articles that are on the internet. It's fucking crazy to me, bro. It's it's crazy. And of course, I just finished school. I just graduated yeah, college, so now and now this shit is out. Like, I, I, this is just going to completely change the education system. And I think for the better a lot of time, because some of the stuff we learn a lot of times is just memory and pointless stuff. Like, we're going to be able to learn more about the concepts of things instead of remembering dates or people. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe some things that are the, point, less, important the stuff. less important stuff that we could just look up today. That's some, something I always find is found is so annoying, especially in in college or late high school years like why are you why are you asking me all this stuff like all the answers are are out there like google it like for for math for example why would when would i ever be in a situation where i'm not going to have the tools of of the internet to help me to help me yeah or a calculator to help me through this this problem i mean it would uh, it's valuable to actually understand that for the actual process for some people but for every person i don't know i don't know I just, you know we could talk about this forever and the implications for the future 
but I don't know, man. Like AI is definitely gonna gonna overtake a lot of in a lot of ways, replace a lot of jobs. Um, you can look at at that as a positive or a negative thing because it's gonna take jobs away that people don't necessarily want to do. But then you know, there's you got to make money somehow. A lot of people are relying on jobs that are blue collar that don't necessarily take a ton of skill. Mm-hmm. And if they all those are just gonna re- be replaced by by machines then the wealth gap will just exponentially grow and that's that's my biggest proponent then of offering a a universal uh payment plan for everybody a universal wage um is very important to offer maybe housing or basic food or a a basic income for people to then pursue whatever they're actually passionate about instead of being slaves to the system because you know most people today are living check to check and if you gave them a universal income they could then actually have time to pursue creative endeavors or a business or uh, take a risk toward something that's that's bigger than just going home and watching Netflix because that's, that's they're, so they're tired fun. and that's all they can do uh. <laughs> I mean, you know, then the the hardcore capitalists would say, "Oh, you're fucking stupid. If you give people money, they're just going to blow it and do nothing." Which is not wrong. Yeah, I mean, some some people will. People some people do pe- get money. In some people country. are going to do nothing no matter what. If they have money or they don't have money, they're going to try to do as as least as possible. But Completely. for like for example, in America, I see TikToks like this all the time. Like think about the all of the genius people out there that are working like a nine to five job or working like a a fast food job or some job that's not really desirable that are like geniuses that are creative and can create art or music or uh, the next great innovation of of energy or architecture or house philosophy or something but instead of thinking about those things and being able to pursue those things they're more worried about how to pay their next bill how to get their next meal how to how to pay rent well that comes with being a human nowadays honestly is like you have to you need money to be able to survive yeah i mean we're we're the only animals on this earth that have to pay to to live yeah (laughs) exactly yeah so i mean that is definitely a huge priority for a lot of people, and people will prioritize that over actually seeking out, you know, their own dreams. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm obviously somewhere in between of all of that. There's some people that if you give them the money and the housing and everything, they're just going to blow it away and whatnot. And then there's going to be some people who actually take advantage of that mm-hmm. and use that as a, a stepping stone to whatever their actual passion is and then they could affect the lives of of millions of people for the for the greater good so it's just it's somewhere in between just giving with no having fun and saving having fun and saving and giving without any repercussion there needs to be repercussion there needs to be laws and needs to be discipline but people also need opportunity you know, I believe in an equal opportunity, not equal outcome. Yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. Everyone 
it's not expected that everybody should be given. Well, it's expected that everyone should be given the same opportunity, but it's not expected that everyone should be given the same reward. Yeah. And and even we're all, you know, born differently with different skill sets and different locations and a different environment and whatnot. So people are prone to be better or worse at one thing or another. So, you know, we're really not all equal in that sense, but you know, the best the best thing is for to be living in a society where whatever your thing is you should be able to pursue that thing to the fullest extent and be able to capitalize off of it and for the greater good of a society you know i don't really believe that a a true utopia is ever possible just because there's so many people, people in, are different yeah so many different people out there in the world that want different things like your view of a utopia could be different than my view of a utopia but if we just get incrementally a little bit a little bit a little bit better year by year day by day then you know it's going to be a better society than it was in the past and uh, i mean it's what we're working towards right yeah i mean throughout history you would say today is is the best time to be living we have the most opportunity probably we have our phones, we have information at our fingertips. Um, there's not, there's still wars and bombings and whatnot, but not necessarily to the extent of like the medieval ages or the dark ages, where li- where literally everybody is is uh, has plague and living off like a a slice of bread. Mm-hmm. and some beans every day and that's scary to ab- think of about to about to die because there's a a, a, a new famine a, a group around. of a group of people that's next to them who want their land and their things and they're just going to come and kill them like there's <laughs> there's boundaries today that we've gotten to as a human laws laws and morals as a human yeah. uh, collective that, that we've begun to adopt yeah yeah, yeah. And the thing is, though, history repeats itself, and I do think that we are on the verge of something, something dark. I can't, I can't. A recession. Lie. We, we're. I think we're in a recession right now. I think, I think it's gonna get worse though before it gets better. It's gonna. Twenty twenty three is gonna be the worst year for the recession for sure. Yeah, it's at least gonna go on for another two, three years or whatnot. But, but then hopefully after that, it's you know. I just hope that they raise the minimum wage to $15 federally soon enough. Because that's the whole problem is that the need for housing is increasing so much and the value of housing is increasing so much. But the amount that people are getting paid and the amount that people have has stayed steady across years, you know? Yeah. So that's the main problem. There's, you know, there's kind of a too big of a difference between those things. Yeah, I mean, there's people with so much wealth and power today that just want control over everybody else, just like as if they were slaves. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a very privileged and a very king, kind of like dictator, you know, role to take in a way. You know, you have all that money, you feel special. 
people mm-hmm. see you as different and especially you have all that money like you basically you're a one percenter you know so you see yourself then as special you're basically a god of america with the amount of money you have you know yeah yeah definitely and to think if you know elon musk and jeff bezos just decided to team up today and and end all homelessness and world, uh, hunger. world hunger today you know they could they could do that. Yeah, they could. They could make that a thing. Yeah, not saying that that's necessarily their responsibility because you know they did what they had to do to get the their money today and their wealth and their and their status. But you would just like to think that humans are going to treat humans in a a positive light, and that's not always the case. You know, I when I was in Germany, I went to. You'd hope you'd give back. Yeah, you would hope that people would treat each other with kindness and lead with love and respect and be able to treat humans like you know what the human experience is, you know. I think of it as, in a way, I could be you, but I'm not. Like, I could be, I could have grown up in the same circumstance you did, in the same... Putting yourself in the same body. Shoes, yeah, yes. putting yourself in somebody else's shoes, in the... In the same environment, same body, same genetics or whatever. And I could be in your same circumstance, whatever that may be. If you're uh, if you're anybody. And, bro, I was just in, in Germany, right? And I went to, to Dachau, to the concentration camp. Oh, yeah. And, bro, it was just it was so powerful and just got me thinking, I can't believe this happened. And and then I was like, well, at least it's, like, better today, right? But then I was like, fuck, bro. It's, it's maybe outwardly better, but there's still groups of people today that are being treated similar in similar aspects, like the Uyghurs of, of uh, northwestern China, uh, the yeah, yeah. Muslim population who are being sterilized and camps. and killed and at concentration camps and whatnot and many other similar things happening all around the world and you know there's more slaves today than there's ever been in in humanity and i'm like damn have we really have we really like gone that much in a better direction or is it just more of more of the same? You know, I say history repe- history repeats itself, and people forget about things over time, and then it just happens over and over again. You know, there was like a plaque there that was like, "Never again, never forget." I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's really interesting how people's quality of life has definitely like improved. You know, the things that keep us going and the things that are offered to us are of like a higher quality than that of the past you know with just new inventions that come every different year but there is definitely like a disparity i would say between that and like the rest of it Mm. yeah i definitely think it's so valuable to go back into history and to not necessarily remember the the names and the dates and everything but the moral lessons and concepts to be learned. of the past need to be learned. Why did this person get assassinated? Why did this war start? Why was this group of people being killed and put in and camps? And why that's wrong? Because I and feel like wh- a lot yeah. of the times in history, they teach you the history of the person, and you know, you got to learn 
the specifics. You got to learn the dates and, you know, just all the nitty gritty stuff. And then they tell you, why do we learn history? Oh, it's so that we don't repeat the mistakes of the past when they don't really even go into details about all the mistakes they made. Yeah. I think that philosophy should be spoken more in in schools and like early schools well to, that's also to be given these ideas I, I think schools just need to pique the curiosity of people and because kids are just i mean the kids are the future 100 percent. and if you tell a kid something and they're like wait why is it why is it that way and then you just tell them oh it's that way because of x y and z and then you just move on you're just limiting that kid and limiting society in a way like if they're really questioning and not understanding a concept maybe there's something to that maybe maybe this isn't set up right maybe we shouldn't be working nine to five five days a week until 75 80 years old well that's not what the old people the parents want for them you know they want them to stay dumb they don't want you to go to school Especially, you know, the school that you have to go to legally until you're, you know, you graduate as a senior. They don't want you to go to that and learn about, you know, different things about, like, empowering yourself. Especially with, like, psychology and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I I mean, especially in America, it goes back to the Rockefellers. Have you ever heard about what they did, what he did to the the, the school system? Or is it school? Yeah. Yeah. So, basically... You know, the Rockefeller, one of the most powerful people in Mm -hmm. American history and employed so many people. And he basically donated to the the public school system of the U.S. and put in place things that made it so that they're basically teaching people how to be good employees. Mm -hmm. Don't really question authority. Be good employees. This is how you you're obedient and how you should be controlled listen to your teacher don't question your teacher don't raise your voice don't 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 step out of line you know but one one thing i was thinking about recently to myself and i was like wow i can't believe they did that shit when we're in i don't know if it, it was the same when you were in elementary school but when i was in elementary school we sang the Pledge of Allegiance, like, mm-hmm. every day. And yeah, thi- definitely. Thinking back to that now, I'm like, Even in junior what high. the fuck? Mm-hmm. That shit is crazy. We're literally <laughs> saying, like, a patriotic anthem to a, a flag of America. And, and they're just basically pr- programming to. to be nationalistic. Yeah, and they're they're basically yeah. Well, that's what they to. want is they want us to be hand hand on our they heart want us to like what we want. You know, I mean, like America kind of thing, and yeah. stay here and keep working for the cog. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's why I was so so eye open and eye open to go across to international waters, and you know, there there is opportunity out there. There is potential to to be something else and do something different. Please don't be the same person you were two years ago. If you are, you're doing something wrong. Period. Yes. Keep, keep the growing going. We, sh- we should all. Should we should always stop. be growing. Always. And there's so many people that I see now that just are stuck in wherever wherever they are, and for whatever reason that may be, fear or 
being comfortable in their spot, being ignorant, or maybe just not knowing because the system is set up against you. Like, you know, the American system, you know, doesn't want you to leave. You know, they told us this is the best country in the world. They told us this is the best place to be, the most opportunity. You wouldn't want to go to anywhere else. It's dirty. Yeah, It's violent. You don't have rights. This is the the most this free. Is, we're free here. Yeah, yeah, we're free here. That's not the fucking case, bro. Is that it? the truth? Is that America's very low on the places that you really should be living? Yeah, I mean, we're. I don't know what the stats are, but we're not first in just about anything besides like military amount of military, military budget and, stuff, yeah. and uh, a few other things. But you know, education, literacy. Um, English is the most used world. You name it. Language, too. Yeah, definitely one thing that was awesome going to Germany was most people spoke English so I could speak to them fluently. There was very few times where I had to get someone to translate for me and they didn't know English or didn't know what we were saying. There was one waiter that didn't really understand English. And thank God for Constantine, who spoke German from Germany. Oh, really? Was he a part of your group? Yeah, uh, yeah, he was part of our group from from UC. We would have been completely fucked with that. There was a couple of circumstances where, it would, like, our bus dr- two of our bus drivers didn't understand, yeah, and uh, a waiter and some other circumstances. But for the most part, it was very English friendly. Um, and I mean, like you said, most places in the world do speak English because of a lot of reasons. Yeah, Another exactly. thing I noticed was like the music is like almost all. English American. music, yeah, yeah. Really English American music. music or UK music. Yeah, it is very interesting to see how America has had such an impact in the music industry just across the world, even. But they're listening to music that was kind of popular here from years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, uh huh. A lot of yes, yeah, a, a broad range of all all kinds of music. Yeah, um, that's one cool thing to see. Is I didn't, I mean, I didn't really expect that. I mean, I knew how powerful American media and music was, but I guess maybe I underestimated. I thought it was going to be a lot more like German music and I wouldn't understand some of the music and it'd be different. But for the most part, it was mostly English spoken music. So, so that was cool. That was cool. But yeah, that's, that's really all I got to say in this, this podcast so far. Anything else you want to leave the people with Jacob? Just that I hope everybody has an amazing holiday. And if anyone's listening in, I hope you have an amazing day. You're a baddie. You're going to do your best. Period. Period. <laughs> you're going to you're gonna do great. You're going to do great. You're, you're already doing great. You, yeah, you are doing great. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right where you need to be. But thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you have a happy holiday season. I've been editing... The podcast I recorded from Germany, it's a like a nine-day episode, basically, of me interviewing people from the UC group and people in Germany with video included. So it's been taking a little bit, but that's coming next week. Hope you stay tuned for that one because that's going to be so, so cool. It's going to be awesome. But thank you for listening. Peace. Peace.